Hi everyone, I'm Mackenzie and I'm the gal. Hi everyone, I'm Eldon and I'm the gay. And this is our podcast, The Gal and Her Gay. That's me, the gay one. <laughs> We're going to be talking about all sorts of different things here, so stick around and enjoy the journey with us. We're figuring things out along the way, so you're welcome to advance for some crazy stories. Grab a drink and enjoy! Thanks, y'all! Now we're recording. We're recording now, Mackenzie. Thank you so much for the heads up. You're welcome, Ken. (laughs) Oh my God. Like we should have been recording because we were testing our mics and I was like on my phone and Mackenzie was giving me a hand signal and I was like, oh, hi, testing. (laughs) And then we started singing Barbie Girl. (laughs) Hi, Barbie. It's me, Ken. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Barbie is what I meant to say. Whoa. Where's that testosterone come from? I don't have any. (laughs) Okay, well, today we actually have a beverage going, so you know it's going to be a good episode. Well, the other episode we did have beverages. We just... We had water. And coffee, but it was was early. It was early in the morning. Can't necessarily drink a beverage now at 11. 11 a.m. We run a time crunch schedule. Well, you could, but maybe, maybe don't. Okay, so Mackenzie has me addicted to this... Frickin' bagel place that is literally less than a... Like, it's on my block. Hallelujah. It's called Bagelinos. Yep. So I got this smoked salmon one that Mackenzie had the other day. I lots of locks. Lots of locks. But, like, after tip, like, almost $16 for a bagel. But it's worth it. It was so good. But, like, I was like, $16? True, but they are number one in Alberta. I know. And number 10 in terms of bagels. I, I've i only gone that one time without you, which is two times now I've had those bagels. So last episode, I stopped at Bagelino's because it's around the corner from Alden's apartment where we record. And I grabbed us some bagels before and some coffees so we could have some sustenance to record with. And a little my, brunch moment, if you will. A little brunch moment on a... Monday, Monday morning. <laughs> a Monday. A Monday. And my God, is it a destination or what? It was so good. It's like the, like, it was a perfect amount of toast. Yeah. And like, it was so warm and fluffy on the inside, but the outside was just crispy enough. So good. Mm. So if you saw our stories from last week of me eating a bagel, I know someone sent us a message saying, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> And because they were so good, I was saying I basically have an orgasm eating like, one. I literally took a nibble of that, and I was like, "Fuck me up with that bagel right now." But before we dive too deep into food, like we always do, if you know, you know. <laughs> we love to eat, but we have some. I guess more of a generic topic today about city life. City life, moving from a small town and what it's like being in a big city, a big space, a crowded, so what, oh my, what? Uh, was, crowded I, metropolitan! I was saying, oh, what is, I am having a stroke. I can't think, a metropolitan, no, no, I was not thinking metropolitan. Subtropolis? What, what is that word? Metropolis? 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 That's what I was trying to say. I just heard Alopolis in my brain, and I was like, that's not the word. What's the beginning? I'm going to have to cut that out. No, leave it in. (laughs) This is what happens when I have a sip of a gin gin beverage. I have a stroke. 
You did. Anyways, I guess food does have to do with that. The city does have to do with food and good places to eat. But because Alden and I are both from a small town, we wanted to talk about our experiences living in the city. Um, Saying peace out, little bitch town. (laughs) Okay, have one more gin there, Sally. Who are you? I had another one made and ready to go. Jesus. It's an ounce and a half. So modest for me. Sure. It's a big cup. Remember when we went out that one night and you're like, yeah, I'm four gins deep. Like, catch up, bitch. And I was like, uh, no. I just went out last Friday and I was only charged for two doubles and I had three. Oh. And then someone got me two shots and then someone else got me a beverage. I think that's all I had to drink. So I only had to pay for two doubles and I was golden. I danced on a bar top. Who are you? A wild child. Living in the city, I guess. Yeah, that's what happens when I moved back to the... child in the city! Literally! (laughs) Is what I was thinking with that. I just didn't want to sing it because I didn't know the tone. Oh, maybe that could be the title. Oh my god, yes. It's official. Okay. Hot child in the city. So, I don't know whose story we should dive into first. Yours or mine. I was running through the city. Well, you're a little bit older, so you can go first. (laughs) I said a little bit. Sure, honey. She's a sugar mama. Okay, not quite, but and I ain't a cougar. No, I can't deal with that. Um. Well, I guess this actually is my seventh year living in Calgary. Yes, we just need the origin story of how you got here. One hundred percent, that needs to be told today. Yeah. That'll take up, like, the whole episode. Okay, but, like, the Spark Notes version. All right. It's a good story. It's a dramatic story, and I want some juicy... Details? Okay, so let's go back. Maybe I should add a sound effect to this, like, going back in time through the dream I'll just do it for you. Wah, wah. Sprinkles. Not quite. I was thinking more dwarfy from the Wizard of Oz, but okay, thank you. Okay, I appreciate well, I that. <laughs> I'm not a professional effects artist here. Over the rainbow. Anyway, okay. So getting back to it, seven years ago, I moved to Calgary. I made a split second decision, which was probably going to give my family a heart attack, but little did I know I would be here for seven years, not just trying it out. <laughs> right. Oh, you know, I'm just going to... See how it is out west. So I was working for H&M, as everyone had already known. Alden and I met at H&M. Episode one. Yep. So I moved to Calgary originally for H&M. There was a upper management position available in Alberta, and it was not going to be available in the six Toronto, for anyone who doesn't listen to Drake. Anytime (laughs) soon. Start up on the bottom, now we're here. Yeah, basically. Um, it wasn't going to be available anytime soon. So I had no other opportunity to advance in my career unless I wanted to move out west or if I wanted to move to Quebec. Yeah, which when I think back is like so crazy. Yeah. Because that doesn't really happen that much now. Moving across cities they just for promotion? from, yeah, like that is higher from outside of the company. Yeah. So, um, well, they still got away with it without paying me any travel offenses. Touche. So I was offered this position. Our HR manager called me on Wednesday and said, can you start on Monday of like the next week? Three. Wait, how many provinces? 
basically two provinces. I'd say three. Three. Yeah, Alberta's a third. Well, you go through Ontario is like one full oh, day's yeah. trip. You're literally at the far east side. We're diving of- too far fast, too far forward too quickly. So because it was on a Wednesday and they wanted me out there literally on a Monday, being 19 years old, I didn't really have a lot of money and I couldn't afford to get a plane ticket that split second. And H&M was not going to pay my travel expenses. So my option was to buy a Greyhound bus ticket. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Minimum wage was like, what, $11? Uh, ten sixty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I packed up all of my shit into one suitcase. I told my best friend who I was living with at the time, um, love you lots, but I'm moving to Alberta on Monday. So we don't even have time to uh, like say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> this was so fun. Love your hair. Hope you win. Bye. Yeah, um, no, she understood. And actually our lease was coming to an end. So it worked out well. The timing, yeah. It, it was... Of that aspect was good. Yes. It did come together in the stars for whatever unknown reason, that worked out really well. There was a lot of things that just kind of fell into place that I think put me in the right spot at the right time, or it would have been a much scarier situation. But I did have someone working in my favor, I suppose, up above. Really? Whether that's God or somebody, I, I don't mean, know. I mean, yeah, but... because we haven't got to the part where you were homeless yeah. for the first day of this Greyhound trip. Yeah, so... Told my family, told my mom. She obviously freaked out. She's like, you're never going to come back. You're moving so far. You can't even come. I've already lived on my own at this point for three years. Um, My first apartment was five hours away. This apartment I lived in was only 50 minutes away from my parents' house. So I could have taken a bus home any weekend I wanted to to visit them. But I didn't so often because I was working so much. So... I did have the option to go home there, whereas moving out west, it wasn't going to be as easy an option to just like get a bus or catch a ride back into town or like back to our hometown. So it was a little bit scarier for my mom in that sense. And I think she was really kind of sad about that. But at the end of the day, my parents were very supportive and understanding. And so was my best friend that I lived with. She was like, I know this is something that you need to do for you. And that's okay. And you just need to Spread your rings and fly. There's a lot of singing. Anyway. You're welcome, everybody. Our album's coming out soon. Oh, shush. No, it's not. (laughs) So packed up all of my stuff, got all my loose ends tied up, got my parents to take me to the Greyhound bus terminal in town, and waited in line to get on my bus. In less than 48 hours. Well, no. Wednesday night. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday morning was when I was leaving. So I had four days to pack up my entire life. Yeah, but your bus trip was two of those days. So you had two days to prepare to leave. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Fuck, I forgot all about that. Okay, so fast forward to the Greyhound. You blocked it out of your memory. I did. Greyhound bus trip, for anyone who's ever curious, from Ontario to Calgary is $110. So was all of my money I had in my bank account. (laughs) And <laughs> takes two days and 10 hours. You go through 167 small towns. And the first 24 hours of your trip are going through just Ontario. Yeah. And the bus does not stop unless it's a destination city and it's got a Greyhound bus terminal in it. Doesn't stop for gas. You do switch buses 
every major city, not the small towns, but like Sault Ste. Marie, Thunder Bay, those types of places in Ontario. And then in... Yeah, fuck Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, you know, things like that. So made some stops there. It wasn't just constant the entire time. Obviously, we switched bus drivers and buses. Um, But yeah, when I got on this bus, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody coming out west. I had no no idea what I was kind of getting myself into being... I guess I turned 20 just before I got on the bus. So my last... Happy birthday. Here's a Greyhound ticket. My last hurrah was getting sushi with my best friends for my birthday. Mm. And then doing a big Halloween dance for our... Like a charitable Halloween dance in my hometown with all my friends and family. And then I got on the bus and left. And haven't been back since. No, just kidding. But I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Your mom doesn't listen to this. I'm just kidding. She literally said that. I'm not going to listen to it. Okay, thanks. That's okay, so supportive. Okay, you should start with episode six. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <sighs> anyway, so, yep, got on the bus, had no idea what was going to happen. My mom talks about it now, and she's, like, standing in line waiting for you to get on the bus. We, like, your dad and I were so sad, and we were just, like, you know, this is something that she has to do for herself. She's grown up now. She's, like... Of course, I didn't want you to go. I wanted to just, like, keep you at home and, like, smother you to death. But that's not what parenting's about. You have to let go of your children once they get older, and especially if they need to do something. So she was like, I wasn't going to just stop you. I was very worried, and I was, like, you know, scared and nervous for you. you let her try. No, true. I'm so stubborn when it comes to shit like that. Same. So, yeah, I had my mindset. Got on the bus. The first two hours to Toronto were awesome. I just listened to my iPod. The two hours it died? Yeah, no, actually, oh. it was pretty good the whole time. I did bring home. Did they have plugins on the Greyhound? I've never taken one, so I don't know. Yep. I had found a seat by the window. I had nobody beside me for a while. Um, when I got from Peterborough to Toronto, I had to switch buses. Mm-hmm. So when I switched buses, I did end up having to sit in a different seat, but... What everyone needs to keep in mind is I had one piece of suitcase, like luggage, underneath. So I had to make sure that they transferred that buses each time. Because that's your whole life. life. And I had one big, like, sack purse that I kept with me inside the bus, which had, like, my books. I brought a journal. I did write a blog all about my whole story from start to finish on there, too, once. Oh, is it still published? Can we look it up right now, today? I don't know if it's still active. I'll I'll let you all know. <laughs> but um, drop the URL. I did write in my journal basically everything that I was feeling and going through, as you know, serendipitous as that oh, was. We should have had like pages ready here. They're to read. in my. It's in my storage pod. Oh, or I would have. But anyway, next episode. So in Toronto, we switched buses again, and at this point, I had only been sitting by myself. And then I selected another window seat. Now, the bus was starting to get really full. There was, like, a big lineup. This bus was going from Toronto to London, Ontario. Um, No, not London, Ontario. I can't quite remember exactly where it was going, to be honest. Uh, But there was a lot of people that got on in Toronto Mm -hmm. uh, in comparison to when I first got on the bus. So I was kind of preparing myself that I was going to be sitting beside somebody that I didn't know, obviously, and I wasn't going to get an empty seat for two days and 10 hours. That would be freaking ridiculous. Like, I couldn't imagine that. But 
also couldn't imagine, you know, sitting beside somebody who had, you know, chopped someone's head off in the back of a Greyhound because that story was released just a couple months prior to me getting on the bus. Stunning. So that was exciting. Um, sitting on the bus waiting, uh, this gentleman gets on. Gentleman. Guy. It was just a guy. Young guy. His name. The cute boy? Oh, yeah. He was kind of, he was a looker. He was kind of cute. He got on. Um, we'll just call him. What will we call him? Larry Lasagna. Sure. Larry Lasagna. So Larry Lasagna gets on the bus. He kind of gives me the eyes like, hey, the seat besides you open. Can I sit there? Are you going to mind? Are you waiting for somebody? So I kind of like gesture towards him like, yeah, sure. Go for it. We weren't saying anything, but he like, you, you know. give him a look and he nodded. Yeah, exactly. And then when he came closer, he was like, hey, is the seat taken? And I was like, no, no, like sit down here. More than he's welcome like, to. hi, cute girl. He's like, hi, cute girl. You look normal. I was like, he looks like he's not going to kill me. You know, it's probably a win-win. Um, turns out he was actually on the bus with me the entire time. He Basically. came all the way out to Calgary? Not as far as Calgary. Regina? But yeah. And that was only a six hour. Yeah, that was so loud. Sorry if you heard that. My windows are closed, but I'm right next to a major highway downtown. A big room coming. That was by. a big room room. Um Yeah, so he basically was on the bus with me the entire time up Did until you do like, like five a hours before. Together? Oh yeah, we like read books, we played games, like we did all sorts of different I stuff. I spy with my little eye. Oh, they're already passed. Chatted about, you know. Life Hi, and I just like that. made up my mind two days ago that I'm moving across the country. Well, of course, what are you going to say to somebody? Like, it, it's Hi. one of those kind of things. Like, obviously, they're on the bus for a reason, too. So we talked about each other's stories. And it was really nice to have a person beside me that was somewhat normal. Of course, I didn't know his whole story. He could have lied about the whole thing. But, like, we kept in contact after the bus ride and, like, or do you we like, follow friends. each other on Instagram now? Yeah, yeah. T, you have to show me him. I will, but I think I have before. I, if you have, I definitely don't forgot. remember. Anyway, so it was nice to have a partner there because the rest of the people on the bus. <laughs> Let me tell Ew, you, are they smelly? Smelly. They're fucking creepy. Gross. The stories I heard outside of our stories, like. The majority of the time, Larry and I were literally just sitting there Oh, at first listening. I was like, who's Larry? <laughs> <laughs> Larry and I were just sitting there listening to the conversations going on around us. Um, the girls that sat behind us were talking about how they escaped rehab. Oh. And they were going back to, oh, they were going back to Berta. Berta. Oh, classy. Yeah. The guy in front of me, he'd been in jail twice. He's on the up and out, though. He wore a leather jacket. He looks like the fawns, but like the crackhead version of the fawns. What is a fawn? The fawns from Happy Days? No, Henry Winkler? Hmm. Oh my God, you're so young. God. I anyway. mean, if I see like a picture. Mary will know what I'm talking about. Hi, mommy. Anyway, so um, yeah, we just listened to a lot of the stories that were going on around us. And at one point, the bus driver pulled us over. Like we were school children because one of the rehab girls was hooking up with the jailbird man in front of us. And Larry Lasagna and I were smack dab in the middle, but we had such a good connection and we're talking and just like, you know, it was just a coincidence that we had become like such close friends over just a short period of time. Yeah. That everyone thought it was us. 
<laughs> they were like, oh, your boyfriend. I'm like, he's not my boyfriend. He's not. I don't even know he's him. Like, he's a he's stranger. Buddy. And they were like, oh, my God, you guys are so close. You must be dating. And I was like, no, nope, we don't know each other at all. His name's Larry freaking lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, the bus driver pulled us over in the middle of the night to, like, say there is no sexual activity on this bus. So whatever cunnilingus you guys are mustering <laughs> up, you better stop. You better stop. Don't make me pull this bus over again. He did a second time. And he's like, I have complaints about people doing sexual activities on the bus. Please stop doing that. It's vastly inappropriate like something along those lines and there wasn't any kids on the bus as i can recall it was all like 20 to 80 that's two days is like not that long but it could seem like a long time you have to think about it no shower oh yeah yucky no shower communal likes you can stop we did we did one stop in the morning for what they would call like coffee break Stop at a gas station for 10 minutes, not even. And if you didn't get back on the bus, you're done. so sad. But like smoke breaks weren't a thing. So you got off to have your smokes then, if you smoked. And then your lunch break, which was usually about half, like 25 minutes to half hour. And then your dinner break was an hour. And we'd stop somewhere else and we'd have dinner. Like at a Denny's or like No, it would be like, yeah, truck stop like fast food places and sometimes there would be like a denny's equivalent or something like that but most of the time it was like mcdonald's a and w the really small towns we stopped in it would be like a truck stop with like a coffee machine in it and like pre-made sandwiches yeah so you ran the risk and then dinner sometimes t- the hoagie's real good dinner time is when you could use the restroom to brush your teeth things like that because you had a little bit longer time mm-hmm. there was a restroom on the bus but I don't know if anybody's been on a Greyhound bus. Like, no, you no, don't. I, I'm not about it. Never. And, like, you're not going number two. Like, they literally tell you when you get on, you're not going. You can't because it, we're on the bus for way too long. Before you switch buses, it's probably, like, a six-hour trek, like, minimum. Yeah. And then you switch buses in another major city. So there's no way. If somebody was to go, you're just you're asking for it. And it already smelled like shit in there. <laughs> yeah you can't open the windows on a greyhound bus either oh my god at the front yeah you can't open them Just in your passenger your side and yes you can recline but if the seats are all packed you can't recline that so you're sleeping in a chair yeah, making rough. sure the people around you don't steal your shit or slice your head off so I was really glad I had Larry Lasagna because looking at some of the people I was on the bus with, good God, I could have died. Did you guys like lean your heads on each other and like... Yeah, oh. it was very like rom-com story. Like, honestly, your, we... Your life is a rom-com. <laughs> Mixed with a whole bunch of drama. No, like, honestly, like, you need to... I can't wait for your book. Anyway, so yeah, we did. It would have been like, and we talked about that. How funny would it be if we, like, fell in love or something like that and, like, dated after this? Like, we met on a Greyhound bus and, like, became... Did you ever kiss? Instant connection. Bitch, she doesn't kiss and tell. (laughs) Oh, my God. She kissed him goodbye, everybody. She never told me that part. So, two days, ten hours later. Well, two days, how many hours would it have been? Because I had six hours hours alone after that. Oh. 
four, five hours later. And the, But you had two hours without him, too, though. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Okay, so whatever. Eight hours. Two days. When he got hours. off at his stop, it was really late at night. And that was when we had our dinner break. No sexual activities on the bus. No, we didn't do that. That's gross. I didn't know him. I had only known him for two days, but we did talk then about a lot of things. Couple? Yeah, okay. Well, they're psycho. <laughs> so when we got off, he got off somewhere in Saskatchewan. Um, I don't need to disclose where, but he got off in Saskatchewan somewhere. And we actually got to go inside the bus terminal, which was different because all the other ones, we never got to do that. So you always, like when you switch buses, you can even use the Western rest room you could but oh. it wasn't like a big bus terminal like uh. they used to have because you have to think about this this is probably when they were in the process of phasing out greyhound they just didn't even know it yeah so a lot of those terminals were actually already closed um so we actually got to go inside this terminal and use the washrooms and stuff so i got to walk him to like his regular local bus for him to go home yeah and yeah, he like kissed me goodbye. And yeah, he was like, we exchanged numbers, obviously, at middle of the trip, but it was different. It was weird because I did think about it afterwards. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, I don't know if it would have been as good an experience for me if I didn't have Larry with me the whole time. Yeah. I definitely oh, 100%. appreciated having him there because I was young. I'm woman not to say that women are just always the target that's not always the case but if something bad was to have happened i don't know what i would have done on my own and it's not like i didn't have cell phone service or anything like that but like you do go through some really small towns where there is no service and you don't know anybody on the bus 1920 like that's still fairly young really world experience anyways outside of larry Uh, When I got on the bus, I didn't know what store I was going to work at, and I did not have a house to live in. One comment. No. I love that we said this is be a Sparknose version of the story, but you love a good detail. What are we at? We're still doing great for time, bitch. I know, but I know (laughs) this whole time you're like it's gonna be such a long story, and we just got past the bus. Yeah. And we're not even off the bus yet. So okay, now we're. Halfway through the bus trip, I suppose. <laughs> We're back. Sorry, Alden. I'll have to edit out the blank spaces. There's no blank spaces. I'm literally looking at blank spaces. Okay, so sorry, everybody. Anyway, um, when I got on the bus, I knew I was working for H&M, but they didn't give me a store location. They had given me an idea. They didn't give me an exact store. So that made things really difficult. Uh, also, you would think if they're like, hey, we're giving you four days notice. Also didn't have any money. So I couldn't just sign up for an apartment. I had to fucking figure it out. And I didn't know anyone who lived here. So I was scrambling. Before Larry got on the bus, I was literally shitting my pants the entire time. Is somebody going to murder me? I don't know where I'm going when I get off. I've never been to Calgary before. I remembered some kid I went to high school with grew up here, but he doesn't know anybody here anymore. I'm like, I don't even have any connections. Um, My aunt and uncle do live here, but they live in a really far south part of the city. So, you know, it may as well just not be Calgary. And yeah, I didn't have a vehicle. I found out that my old babysitter, whose parents still live across the street from my parents, lived here with her wife. 
And they so kindly took me into their humble home and I had a place to live just for a short period of time until I was up on my feet from working, making a paycheck so I could get my own place. Mm -hmm. Um, They directed me in the way of one of their lovely neighbors and they are snowbirds. So they live in a different part of the world six months out of the year mm. and they leave but their they, house empty six months of the year i have a, a confession what i thought snowbirds was like you know like the uh organized like flights people do not, oh my god i thought those were snowbirds not like old people going to florida for the winter yeah it's like people. synchronized Airplanes is what I meant to say, not organized. I thought that for the longest time. Okay, well, you're... Confession over. (laughs) I don't even know what to say to that. I, yeah. Honestly, I think it was like three or four years ago when I was like, oh. Anyway. Jesus, Alton. (laughs) So, I ended up having a place. When I got off the bus, my old babysitter came and picked me up from the Calgary Greyhound Station, which is no longer existent. That building is now empty. Yeah, R. the R. Poor little sign. It's gone. Um, and yeah, then I lived there for about a month. I found out the store I was working in, finally, which was great. But uh, yeah, it took me like two buses and a train to get there from their house. But I didn't care because I had somewhere to live. And then they directed me to their neighbor who were snowbirds and I lived in their house for six months while they were away. And then I found another place to live. So it worked out for me in the end. But yeah, the the You really said I'm gonna uproot my life with no plan. Yes. Yes. And my family was so worried and they're all like, Oh, but if anybody can do it, you can and I'm like Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the support, guys. Uh, are you going to house me in a hotel if I can't find anywhere? No. Well, and again, my aunt and uncle live here, but the option for me to live with them wouldn't yeah, have no been buses that go way out there. south. Yeah, so it just wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been an option, unfortunately. So, yeah. And then seven years later, here I am. And I hate me. the city. Yep. I love Calgary, but I do hate the city. There are a lot of things that I do not like about it after being here for so long. And this is not the first city I've lived in, but it just makes you realize as you get older how much you appreciate that small town living. Yeah, I'm not quite there yet. Okay, well, when you have one too many more people cut you off in traffic, your mind will change very fucking fast. In like two years. I mean, I do drive when I come back, but yeah, I don't. I haven't owned a car in two years. But you don't need to. You're right downtown. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I purposely put myself here so I didn't have to buy a car because I'm poor. Yeah. So yeah. that was my adventure. Hot child in the city. Yeah. And yeah. So and then here I am. I didn't know anybody either. So like making friends was kind of difficult because you don't want to make friends with people you work with right away. Right? Because then I you're just, exactly like, constantly same. filled with people who work at H&M. Like, how long did it take us to not talk, talk about, about H&M? H&M? And we still, like, that still was the talk first about episode. Well, I mean, like, I'm still currently involved. 
And I'm always just like, oh, this shitty customer, but it's not like... But when you have a mutual kind of connection, like work, yeah. it's easy to just talk about work. But then the I time. feel like you don't get to actually genuinely get to know, know someone yeah, because like, you're just talking about work. What's your deepest, darkest secret, coworker? No one's going to tell you. Oh, I thought you were asking me. I'm like, oh. I can't tell you that. Oh, we're live there. <laughs> <laughs> Later when we cut. Cut. Okay. Are you ready? No. <laughs> I'm so ready. Ha! You think I just give it away like that? No way. Yeah. Are we going to talk about my trip to Calgary and then trip to Toronto? Please. Yes. Okay. I graduated high school. Okay, wait, hold on. This isn't the land before time. We're not going back that far. Okay, well, I have to give some, like, context to my story. You got to talk for how long? It's my turn, bitch. You said we want to know. Okay. And I would like to tell me the same thing. We want to know. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, me and Mackenzie and everyone who's listening. Okay, context. I basically, like, I lived at my parents' house, like, from, like, grade 10 on, but, like, I was really living in town already, like, five days a week because I was so busy in school. Anyway, so right when I graduated, I was already part-time living at my brother's house, and his roommate moved out, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, I want to live in town. I was still working at the jewelry store, so I was like, yeah, I don't want to be driving 30 minutes and still living with my parents, like, in Donelda, like, fuck that so sorry like i need my space because i love to be by myself so lived with my brother no so i lived with my brother and then my best friend at the time she was like hey i'm going to school in calgary in september and this was like january or something like that and i was like oh yeah cool she's like <laughs> she's like fucking really... thanks for bragging bitch right congratulations on getting in university <laughs> and she was like well i personally don't want to live in residence like you should move with me like are you gonna stay in cellar forever like what's your plan and i was like oh fuck i don't have a plan uh yeah i'll move to calgary with you so i love that sorry not to interrupt your story no, but like ahead. You and I are both those types of people that are like, if we want something, we're going to do it. And Just like, do it. no one is going to bulldoze us out of the way. Like, if our mind is set on something, it's happening. And it's a fire sign. we're going to make Scorpio it. Is Scorpio a fire sign? Yeah. Yeah, it's a fire sign. Yeah. I'm going to get so, like, that's the only thing I know. Yep. So, anyways, continue. Yeah. So, we were like, okay, let's move in together in Stutler for a couple months and see if we can actually, like, cohabitate oh, that's space. smart that's smart i wish i did that with my college roommate but i mean i mean i'm not sure if she listens to the podcast but it didn't work out in the end hmm. but um so we lived together for like two three months in Stella together it was the summer and yeah. then we moved here for august 1st yeah of 2016 yeah 2016 is when i moved here and so we lived in this little teeny apartment in Stutler. super cute fun and fresh just down the hall in 101 was our friend, mutual friend. So we're like, ooh, ooh, Zoe 101's apartment. Like, we'd always, like, go and hang out there. Um, and she had a really comfy bed. So we, like, sometimes we're like, can you just leave your apartment unlocked? And we'd go in your apartment to nap. And she would. Anyway, so great. So fresh. 
Anyway, moved to Calgary finally. We like came here. Her grandma was uh, a realtor. So she like helped us look for apartments. And then this was, okay, side note, also part of my modeling days. So what, is it not recording? No, it is. Just move your mic oh, a little closer. I thought it, it looks was... like it's so small. Okay, sorry if that was really quiet. I thought it was yelling. I'll move it closer now. So this is also when I was modeling. I'm using air quotations now. Um, so I was in Toronto for like this modeling competition thing that I was doing. Ooh, she's bougie. Yes. Okay, side note beforehand, when I was living in Stettler, I was also, I had like an acting agent here in Calgary. So I was already coming to Calgary twice a week. Um, right. For my acting classes. Because and she for, was going to be a big star. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. Anyway, she's a scam. This fucking agent was a scam. But I ended up scamming her. Anyway, <laughs> that's another story for another day. If we you were say careful. anyway so much. I don't know where I'm going with this story. Anyway, like. Anyway, anyway like. So. So, <laughs> so what? Yeah. Totally. I was in Toronto and my friend was like, okay, uh, so we found this apartment. Here's the website. Like, look at it. It was a house. And she was like, I think it's the best place. Like, yes, the one bedroom is significantly larger than the other one, but like, it's totally cute. It's in a decent location. It's close to university. It's close to a mall. Maybe you could work at Market Mall. And I was like, okay, like, if you like it, because we already looked at, like, four or five apartments, and we didn't like any of them. And I was like, if you think this is the one, okay, then let's do it. So she had to fax me the lease agreement so we could sign it and, like, put in our deposit. I was literally in the hotel lobby in Toronto, like, signing out this fucking lease agreement. And everyone's like, oh, like, did you get a contract for modeling? And I was like... No, I'm just doing, like, a lease agreement for an apartment in Calgary. And then I came home and literally moved to, like, Calgary right away. It was, I, yeah, I think that was the timeline. But then I was in the Northwest and wasn't feeling it over there. And then we ended up moving out with, um, from each other. And I moved downtown with my other mutual friend from Stutler. Really cute, fun and fresh. Love living downtown. And then... Another person I worked with in Markham Mall moved to Toronto about a year and a half before I ended up moving, and we always kept in touch. We FaceTimed, like, once a month, and then, <clears throat> ew, so sorry. It was, like, one night we were talking, and she's like, oh, well, me and my boyfriend, we're actually breaking up. Like, I'm going to be staying in this bachelor suite. Like, do you want to move to Toronto by chance, and, like, we'll get a two-bedroom? So this was like October, and I was like, oh, well, technically my lease goes till June, but like, maybe. So then I pondered it for a couple months, and then I was like, fuck it, I'm moving to Toronto. Like, just decided, I didn't want to tell anybody. Oh, Mackenzie's giving me a signal, do I want another beverage? Yes, please. Since I'm talking so much, she's like, I'm gonna step out of the room. So I pondered for a couple weeks and I was like, do like pros and cons of moving to Toronto. Like I always felt that Calgary was too small of a city for me. Like I felt like I conquered it at the time. I don't know. I just felt like in my mind, I hit a glass ceiling 
And I was like, what's bigger and better for me? Like, you know, like always trying to one up myself. So I was like, maybe Toronto will be the next step. Literally didn't want to tell anybody. I didn't tell my family until like maybe. I remember that. (laughs) Yeah. If you didn't hear that, she literally was like, what the drama of that? I was like, I'm not going to tell anybody until like I move. Because I wanted it to be dramatic and me like hop on a plane and be like, bye. For some reason that was in my head of the drama. I needed drama. So, I think I told my parents in... It's okay. I mean nothing to you, bitch. But, like, it's fine. Just leave me behind. Don't even tell me, like, a ghost in the night. (laughs) And, like, I could have slapped you. When you told me, you literally told me. I don't remember exactly. I don't remember I have to say this because this is part of our story, too. Like, you told me so fast. I don't even remember exactly what we were doing. But you're like, so I'm moving to Toronto. And I was like, No! I literally just left that shithole. Why are we switching places? I don't understand. And then you were like, I'm doing this for me. And of course, I guess I had the same thought my mother did, but I actually vocalized <laughs> you, it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, like, bitch, where the fuck do you think you're going? I'm going to have no friends. Fast forward. Who had no friends the entire duration? Both was gone. <laughs> Just talking to my friends that listen to this, my whole two that I made. No, I mean, we still made friends, but, like, it's different when you've made such a good friendship connection like you and I have. Yeah. You were literally, okay, love my family, but you were the only thing that was on the cons list for me not to move. You were the only point. And then when he comes back, he's like, I didn't move back here for you, bitch. I'm like, (laughs) yes, you did. Yes, you did. I did say that. I did miss you so much. I missed you too. But like all of last year though, we saw each other so much. So it wasn't like I was totally gone. Like COVID really put I a mean, damper. True. But like, hello, think about all the crazy shit that was going on in my family. I kind of needed you. <laughs> yeah. I literally came to visit like what? Five times? It felt like more than that. But I know it was only like five times. It was Christmas. Yeah. I went to your house for both Christmases. Yeah. That I was there. And then... Uh, my family probably thought you were becoming my boyfriend. I nixed out Trevor. Oh, sorry. Trevor can't come for Christmas this year. I replaced him with my gay best friend, Alden. <laughs> Honestly, T. True. <laughs> and I feel like they love me slightly just more. You're funner. I would say so. Uh, actually, Trev's opened up to my family quite a bit. Yeah, but he's pretty I didn't shy need guy. But you don't need you don't need an open up period. Yeah, you're my an act thing all is, in I your own say Parents love me. Okay. I had that in my Tinder bio for a couple years, and then I finally decided to delete it because no one was taking me up on it, <laughs> and I got really sad. Anyway, so yeah, I told my family in February that I was moving in June, and I was just like, I think I was drinking at the time, but I honestly wasn't gonna say anything until like may but then i was like maybe that's a bad idea but yeah i moved to toronto and i had a really great time for a total of six months maybe like seven before a global pandemic happened and i paid hundreds i'm probably not hundreds of thousands of dollars in rent but i paid a lot of money to spend on my ass in my apartment which was the size of a shoebox to literally not do anything. So I moved there for an experience. I did get one, but 
Yeah. No. My half of the rent, I'm going to be transparent here, was $1,300. In my bedroom, I had a queen-size bed, and I didn't have room or wall space for a dresser. So I got a bed with, like, under-bed storage drawers. If I opened the drawers all the way, it would hit the walls. So it was a queen bed, the drawers open, and then in front of the bed before the wall, it was about a foot of walking space. So it was, like, a foot... And then a foot and a half on either side. And I didn't have room for it. Nightstands. And my closet was size of a shoebox. Just put it down on the counter. She made me a drink, everybody. And she even put a new garnish on. How sweet. She's done this a time or two. She's a chef. It would be a bartender. She's a barista. That's for coffee. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. So I had a really great time in Toronto. I'm very glad I went, but I just wish the opportunity for me was different. I feel like both of our stories are similar in the same sense that there is definitely pros to branching out and going out and trying a new venture, whether that was you moving to Calgary originally or you moving to Toronto. Because I feel like, honestly, your venture from Stetler to Calgary was pretty, not seamless per se. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but... You had already been here a time or two. When I had like a car, I, I knew I could go home whenever I needed. Or it was wanted. still fairly close to home, but you moving to Toronto would have been comparable to me moving all the way out west. Well, we literally, well, I've switched, literally switched. But your parents were probably like, "Oh my gosh, we're not going to be able to see him." Yeah, and vice versa for you. Like I know you love getting to spend time with your family as well, as much as Ooh, you don't necessarily. This is strong. Sorry. No, She's good. got a heavy hand. I love gin. Did I put it back in the freezer, though? That's a question. It's fine. I'm not having a third. Okay. Well, you never know. You're here by yourself, so. <laughs> I don't drink alone. I do. Constantly. Um, No, but, like, being a hot child in the city, there's lots of perks to living out here, and there's lots of perks to living in a city and being downtown, but one thing I think is a downside of being in the city is that as many people live here, it's really hard to make friends. And I think this is yeah. why you and I have become so close is because, like, we have such a great connection. We both didn't have friends and we're the only options for each other. Well, okay, <laughs> not quite. But, like, in the same idea that, like, it just, your friendship becomes over-consuming because you have so many options of so many different things that you can do and so many different restaurants you can go to and so many different parts of the city that it gets to be, like, I wish I just had one person I could do all of that with. Yeah. Kind of sounds like a soulmate to be honest. Or like, <laughs> oh wait, what's the negative version of that? Like co, no, I don't know. Codependent? Codependent, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we like doing things on our own. You like doing stuff on your own. We like just... We Honestly, th- living on my own has been the best experience. I think it's really good for you too at the age that you are because... You're old enough to know... I still don't host, though. No, but, like, whatever. It's also just coming out of a global pandemic. I know. Where are the boys at? Hit me up. We'll have a wine and cheese party very shortly. I have bought so much party supplies. I'm just so that, ready to actually. host. I just noticed that you got a whole bunch of wine glasses oh, in there. Oh, they were in the cupboard, but I decided to put them in my little oh, uh, bookcase cabinet. She's bouge. Wait, I had an idea. I'll tell you afterwards. Anyways, so living in the city is definitely an experience. There's always something going on. There's always a new restaurant. There's always a new place you can check out. 
But that being said, the cons for living in the city is like, if you don't drive, you're stuck to being downtown, which isn't always a bad thing, but there is no. a lot more amenities outside of downtown, like Ikea or the mm-hmm. grocery store or, you know, things like that. The good grocery stores. True. Costco. They're not going to build a Costco downtown. No. It's not going to happen. But fun fact in Toronto, though, they're making it um, an up. Where it used to be like a bath and not bath and body works, uh, bed bath and beyond. Yeah, they're turning that space into like a downtown apartment style IKEA. Wow, fun fact. I'm not sure if that's still happening, but it was the rumor. Interesting. The downside I don't particularly fancy about living in the city, and I'm not even downtown like Alden is, but whenever I drive down to see him, is I can never find parking. Yeah. It's always super expensive if you do find parking, which kind of sucks because downtown is fucking empty right now with the pandemic. Like, no one works in an office anymore. You can find a spot, but 20 bucks. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, People suck at driving when the weather changes, even in the slightest. Like, Calgary's pretty dry for the most part. We're considered a desert climate, which is funny because it doesn't feel like the desert. Doesn't here. I, okay. But, like, my skin has noticed. It oh, yeah. It's so dry. Yeah, that change, that subtle change, for sure. I was like, where's the 80% humidity? I it, need it. it where's gone. the Great Lake? Gone. She gone. She gone. Um, as soon as the weather slightly changes, people forget all concepts of how to drive, which really bothers me because, like, no one uses their signal or they don't turn their lights on when it's dark or, you know, all those different aspects of driving that make it really kind of worrisome i guess is the easiest way to go about describing you see every shitty driver possible that could happen in the city and you see a whole plethora of different cars like if i was to get in an accident in my small town i know i'm not gonna get into an accident with like a lambo yeah i run that risk of getting into an accident with a lambo downtown it doesn't happen often but you do see it you do see it and what else did I see the other day? I saw somebody driving a fucking Bentley down Highway 2. And I was like, why? This is the worst highway in the world for getting windshield cracks. Honestly, You're like, an idiot if you have a Bentley in Alberta and you're driving down Highway 2. And I know yeah. no one who listens to our podcast has a Bentley. Yeah. And if you do, you. <laughs> send us a DM because we want to ride. We need, no, we end a tip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but that's the one thing I always think about Calgary. It's like... Living in Toronto, like New York, whatever, like, you have millionaires. Calgary, to me, in my brain, like, there's no millionaires that live here. But, like, there is. Fun fact. So when you see it, I'm like, where do you get that money from? Like, oil's not really a thing, in a, like, happening right now. Calgary has the highest number of entrepreneurs in all of Canada. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's why we'll there's have so fact, fact many check this fact. bridal stores here. Oh, because they want to spend money? Well, no, because people are ambitious to create their own business. And I'm just speaking on oh, my Oh, you're saying, okay, because the they're independent industry, bridal stores. There are a lot of independent bridal stores here. Actually, the highest number of independent bridal stores in all of North America. Per how many people live in Calgary? Well, fuck all them. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm, I mean, proud of them. Whatever. Good for you. Love your hair. Hope you win. But, yeah, it's always interesting to know that aspect because yeah it doesn't seem like it and same with red deer at one point had the highest number of millionaires in all of alberta 
Weird. Because people could get out of the city and they got all their money from the oil fields. You get huge property in Red Deer for million like dollar money. Like a million dollars and you have like a four-story mansion. Exactly. A huge plot of land. Exactly. So it, it is interesting when you think about those little aspects. And then when you look at some of the apartments that are going downtown, you're like, how is that that much money? Yeah. My friend and I were going for a walk along the river. And I was like, oh, how cute would it be to live here? And we were just so happened to walk past a sign saying like, what? I'm thinking about that Mama Mia song. One night I was taking a walk along the river when I saw him standing with a young girl. I literally was like, what was funny about that? And I did not catch that. And the look gave him made a shiver. Okay, I'm so happy this is being recorded for everyone to hear because this is what I deal with on a constant basis and I'm obsessed. Ah! Anyway, I'm going to tell my story. Mackenzie, please stop. (laughs) Anyway, walking along the river, really cute, like, I always call it the harbor front, but it's not a harbor front because I'm not in Toronto anymore. And there's no harbor. No. So the river front... And we're like, oh, like, there's one, two, three bedrooms available. Like, let's just see how much it is for fun. So I, like, typed in the website. The first thing that pops up is a listing, not even a place to rent. And it was a three-bedroom, like, less than 2,000 square feet for $2.5 million. And I literally was so flabbergasted. I was like, $2.5 million for Calgary? Along the Bow River, which is literally our sewage plants runoff. Stunning. Love that. And, like, I was so shook. And it wasn't even... It was, like, maybe early 2000s renovated. Like, it needed a lot of work done to make it look cute again. And I was like, $2.5 million? I was so shook. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, the real estate market right now is just ridiculous. It's regardless of where you are, but... But, like, you can go to Bear's Paw or something for, like, less than $2 million and get, like, a mansion. And, like, 10 acres of land. Yeah, and like not even throwing a goat and collar a day. Right, a three-bedroom apartment for two point five million. I was shook. I was like, "This is in Toronto. You can't charge these prices." They can though, because the market's been so shit. Okay, I was so confused. So hot child in the city. I'm gonna fire off some questions, and you're gonna have to answer them as fast as you possibly can. Okay, go. What is your favorite bar to go to downtown? In Calgary. Yeah. Oh, um, I love, okay, because I've been there so much recently, Warehouse. I knew you were going to say that. Because it's so fun. The DJ's good. It's like a much music dance party for cheap drinks. Okay, what's your favorite club to go to in Calgary? Like none. No, got it. <laughs> like National maybe on 8th? Okay. Is that a club or is that still just like a bar? A chain? I feel like it could be a club out. I'm definitely not going to say Twisted. No. Uh, favorite restaurant? Um, anything that's all you can eat sush. Oh my god, that's not downtown. Oh, I thought you said anywhere. All right, downtown. Bagelinos. <laughs> I don't know. Bagelinos. Hey, going for a nice cocktail at Bagelinos. I honestly haven't really gone to a restaurant downtown. In Chinatown, though, there's a really good spot. I haven't gone obviously in two years, but it's called One Pot. And if anybody is obsessed with like hot pot, where they just like. And your table, there's, like, a hole with a hot plate, and they put, like, a bowl of soup, and you put, like, noodles and your meats and veggies, and it's, like... Yum. Um, it's, like, fondue, but, like, more Asian-style. Okay. Really delish. And if you go for lunch, it's, like, $17, and you get a dessert and a drink. 
So my answer for those questions would be... Okay. Uh, rapid fire, Mackenzie. Uh, what's your favorite bar downtown Calgary? Betty Lou's Library. Okay, bouge. Those cocktails were so good, though. And I'm very happy we broke each other's virginities with that. For sure. Um, or Bridget Bar. They have really good cocktails. <gasps> Is it good? Yeah. Every time I walk past, I'm like, I feel like I've never heard of this before. It's very good. Um... Uh, what's your favorite uh, restaurant downtown? Club. Sorry. It was club first. What's your favorite club downtown? I like the strip club. <laughs> Which one? The last time I went, Blondie's was kind of fun. Um, not super great on a Friday. I think Saturday's probably in their night to go. It used to be Bespoke, but now it's called Blondie's. Oh, Bespoke. Okay. I was like, oh, now I know where it is. Yeah, it's not Bespoke anymore. It's called Blondie's. Oh, right It's right across from... Music. It's right across from... Um, Bridger Bar, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a sketchy place. I used to really like Commonwealth, but God, it's gotten real young. But I think the strip it's club's always, always a fun really time. Well, the last time we really went to Commonwealth was we were young. And I like the one that's below Hudson's Bay. What's it called? Oh, I don't know. The We've guard? been there a no. couple times. I, and oh, it I starts love with it. an S. Soho? No. No. I only went there twice with you both times. Yeah, I used to love that place, but it's gone downhill a lot. Yeah, like when it opened, it used to be dress code, VIP, not VIP. You take dress, the elevator down. Yeah, elevator down. It was uh, by reservation only. Yeah. Um, and it was dress code, and it was like super cute. And it was a 25 plus bar. Yes. Well, when I went, I was 25 plus. But... No, but you were dressed in cocktail attire, so they take you seriously. Yeah. But like. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then the second time we went is when they gave no fucks. You walked down a flight of stairs and they're like, welcome. Yeah, it was really kind of trash. I've had a couple favorites. My favorite thing about living in the city is definitely the restaurant and bar scene because I mm -hmm. like trying new things. My favorite thing is brunch. Oh. There's so, like, the city, so many brunch places. There is a lot of brunch My places. My friend and I just recently went to one where you, close to where you used to live. Okay. Like, um... Where that DQ was, kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we went somewhere over there, but I don't remember what restaurant we went to. But it's called Brecky. Yes, I heard about that. And it's so Instagrammable. But I got the Wagyu, Wagyu yeah. beef benedict. Ugh. Okay, it was $23. Worth it. No. The beef nope. was so dry. So me and oh. my friend, we like both got eggs benedict. And like she got one and I got one. And then we like... Wagyu Probably beef is, like, switched. super expensive, too, so that's kind of shocking because... They well, fucked it up! Yeah, you have to cook it a certain way. It tasted good, and it came with, like, their home fries. Um, with that came with, like, a, a Korean spice and sauce mixture. We're back to talking about food. Okay, now... I'm, okay, I am hungry. I haven't... Okay, you know what I ate today? Okay, okay. 15 dumplings, that's it. You butthole! Why don't you take care of yourself? I would have brought you dinner. Oh, because I was going to make dinner, but then I, I don't have vegetables. So it's like, I don't want to just eat chicken rice. Oh my god. I need to go grocery shopping. I need to take care Where are we at for time? We're still doing all right. We got, like, one, two minutes left. Oh, okay, two minutes. I was like, I feel like we've been talking for three hours. I'm having so much fun. But yeah, I love brunch. Can what, we go to brunch soon? We can. When I get a day off. Um, <laughs> which is never. No, it's literally never. Um, I feel like there's another. Oh, restaurant that I really like. Oh, yes. your rest. Oh, I forgot we're on rapid fire questions. It's okay. I was just going to ask them myself. I was rapid firing them to you. But like my favorite restaurant is Rodney's Oyster House. 
Okay, but we still have not gone. I've gone with Trevor and my brother, though. I know, but and like, it was a good time. I'm I am back love next oysters. time we go out and I for a dinner. Yeah. We're going there. I feel like we should on number ten. Love- What's what? Episode ten. Episode oh, as a milestone. A milestone. Yeah. Episode eight's not a milestone. Sure. I mean, everything's milestone, but it's now nine p.m. and it's bedtime. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I work at nine tomorrow. I'm old. Yeah. Um. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of us talking about being hot childs in the city. Yeah, I can't wait to hear from you if you ever decide to comment, like, and subscribe. And if anybody ever wants to make the swift change move to Calgary, you can always let us know the tips or vice versa for Toronto. We'll let you know all the tips and tricks that we have. Yeah, which are what? Trash? Make sure you got a visa. Don't move into the apartment building I live in. It's trash. The units are nice, but is it secure? No, because there's a homeless person charging his iPhone um, the other night when I came home at 3 a.m. So. Again? No, it was just that one time. Oh. Did I mention that before? Yeah. Oh. Mm. I forget things. It's episode eight. There's so many to remember now. Oh, well. The one thing I do like about the city is the noises. Honestly, yeah, I, I honestly living in an apartment building, I never feel alone because I okay, notice not on that the, fucking noise. Get off your horn there, Jerry. Okay, yeah, there's someone's like honking their horn. I'm like, for what reason? Because they can. Okay, really quick note of why I fucking hate Calgary: the transit system. True. Today we stopped at a stop, and the guy who was driving the train literally got out of his thing to kick a crackhead off the train. And, like, he was in my car, and the guy was like, get the F out of here, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, because it was a packed train, because I left right at closing at the mall, and everyone got on. So it was a packed train. So, like, why would this person decide to do drugs anyway? Like, wait the five minutes to get off. Like, whatever. They wanted to ride the bus. For free. Mentally and physically. Oh, my God. I haven't rode the bus in a drinking game in so long. Oh, that game's terrible. I just meant doing drugs. Anyway, <laughs> what a great way to end the episode. Drugs, kids, don't do them. You know, okay, I'll end it with this. Do you know what the best thing about moving to Calgary? What? You. Oh, God, I need to say that. Okay, on that note, goodbye. Bye. Love you. A child in the city.